0: Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We wanna give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now onto the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello and welcome back to the Nutrition and Life podcast. My name is Lisa, I'm your host and in today's episode I want to give you some tips for how to see or maintain results throughout the holidays, when eating out or when traveling. So welcome back first of all to those of you who are returning listeners and to those of you new to the podcast, please subscribe, please rate the show, share it on your social media if you enjoy it, it really is the best way to help me grow. And yeah, I personally just came back from a ten day trip to Peru. Uh Cusco and Iquitos to be specific and did also the Machu Picchu trail. It was an amazing amazing experience and I know that many of my clients are currently doing more travels for the holidays or generally as well and just eating out more and um, encountering more challenges when it comes to their goals and so I thought this could be a great opportunity for me to share some of my own personal strategies when traveling but also strategies that I like to employ with my clients. I think the very first thing that we need to do is manage our expectations. Um, of course, most people are like, I want to lose weight fast, <laughs> please. Um, but is travel really the best time to be aiming for that? Most of the time, the answer is no. Um, and same thing with you know a very busy holiday schedule where, let's say, you probably eat Out twice as much as you normally would. Um, So simply going into a maintenance phase throughout this time can alleviate a lot of pressure and can also allow us not to feel like failures when in the end we're like just maintaining your weight. You know if you head into December thinking um, this is going to be an amazing weight loss month and then in the end you have just maintained your weight you're going to feel down. But if you head into December thinking my main aim is just maintaining my weight and you end the month maintaining your weight, then it's a win. (laughs) And it's much more realistic. I personally am actually in a lean gaining phase, as I've shared before. So Of course, a higher calorie allowance does um, make travel a little bit easier. Although I would not necessarily recommend that for people that are newer to tracking, or even you know one or two years in, or tend to get a little bit too flexible, um, and maybe who don't have the certainty in regards to gyms. I was very certain that I would have. good gym access that I'd still be able to push myself hard although of course sleep was impaired um, and sometimes the carb fat ratio was kind of making me a little bit more sluggish also and of course most of my meals were actually um, estimated so you know get clear on your on your goal there on your periodization set up the correct periodization with your coach whether that might be a short maintenance phase or longer maintenance phase and then starting again in the new year. I think what's very important to say though, that I believe that vacations or even holiday times should never be a free for all. And that sounds really rigid and strict and boring to most people. But one of my main values, one of the stoic values is temperance, which essentially means moderation. And of course, society and most people tell us that, oh, every now and then you need to cut completely loose and, you know, just get completely wasted and eat the whole entire buffet. But I have learned over the years that I do not feel good doing that. Not on the day, not afterwards, like it might feel good for an instant, um, but then at the end of the day, you're like Ugh, feeling gross about yourself and about your choices and about not being in control. And so I believe it should never be a complete free-for-all, um, which doesn't mean that we can we, we always need to be tracking or we always need to be training. I'm not saying that, but generally finding a place of moderation and balance is usually most enjoyable for all. How do we find that, especially with travel and but even with holidays, you know, if we're staying with family and so on? So... Most of the time when I'm traveling, I do actually look for accommodation that also has a kitchen included, and um, where I can pr- at least prepare some of my meals. And um, or even if I'm staying with other people, I'll, I try to clearly communicate with them. You know, this is what I need, or I'd like to ha- do my own breakfast, or maybe one evening I can cook for you, or you know. So basically, minimize the amount of meals where you're eating out or where you're encountering a lot of challenges. This was a trip um one of the first trips in a really long time for me where I basically ate out for all meals and it worked surprisingly well. Um I did take protein powder with me. I did take protein bars with me. Digestive wise and energy wise, I do probably usually or I do usually feel better if I have some of my staple meals, um but it was just not feasible on this trip. And so, you know, for you, though, I would advise that if you are going on um, on vacation, something like um, an Airbnb or so is usually a great thing to have or even a hotel room that has a microwave in it so that you literally don't need to eat out for all meals because um, even with or especially if you're on lower calories um, they just add up so quickly when we eat out especially with the oils being used in cooking and sometimes we just don't um, come around the protein sources that we would like to. But of course um, how strict you want to go is very much dependent on often very much dependent on the length of your of the duration of your vacation if it, if it's your one annual holiday of the year it's different um than for someone like me who travels frequently uh, it's also very different if you have a steep deadline and you know in six weeks time it's someone's wedding and you want to fit into that dress or in you know even three months time you have something very important where it's a bit more of a um Crunch in terms of timeline. And um, so, for some people that travel and that are planning to do bodybuilding shows, it's absolutely fine to, tra- or it's almost required to travel with their Tupperware, with, you know, really making 95% of the meals themselves. Whereas to a quote unquote normal person, that sounds like absolute craziness. But these people have gold. So, if you have, um, time-restricted goals like that, you do need to be more disciplined. You cannot expect to be letting loose and then coming back from that without any consequences. Um, I will say, generally speaking, if you are um, in a weight loss phase or hoping to lose weight, I do usually recommend to my clients to continue to track because I believe something is most of the time better than nothing for awareness sake. I don't expect them to weigh things out, to take travel scales most of the time. If Again, if you're a physique athlete, it will be different. (laughs) Um, But um, if you are just tracking loosely at least you're aware of or roughly aware of your calorie consumption you're not just taking a bite here a lick there having a little bit of this having a little bit of that and then by the end of the day thinking well I hardly ate anything although you probably already consumed a thousand calories just by snacking around so some tracking is better than nothing And I actually think that it also is a good practice for people to move even further away from all or nothing thinking because, you know, going into or doing a steep weight loss phase and then going on holiday, not tracking at all, just encourages that complete letting go. And in in our mind, it's like, okay, we're either on a diet or we're not. For some people, it can also just be advisable to use rough hand portions for, um making sure that they're including enough protein so or or basically having a halfway decent plate distribution so for instance it could be aiming for about um um a palm-sized portion of chicken breast and a palm-sized portion of rice so that the rice doesn't take over the entire plate which is how it's often served (laughs) and also making sure you have a palm-sized portion of vegetables for instance especially if you are um somewhere with a buffet this can work reasonably well and i'll uh, give another buffet point in, in a minute but um we really do want to focus on protein and vegetables because carbs and fats are always going to be easy to come by when we're traveling. It's always easy to find bread or some sort of pastry or um, even, you know, that hot dog or whatever, which is basically fat and carbs and the tiniest bit of protein. Um, But vegetables are super, super hard to come by. So that should be prioritized and Here I actually travel with greens powder. I normally don't take greens powder because I consume a decent amount of vegetables and I just don't think that it's necessary on top of that. But when I travel I do take greens with me because most of the time I eat a lot less veggies. And so going back to the buffet example, if you're staying somewhere with a buffet or you know it might be Christmas buffet or eating out at an all-you-can-eat buffet, um. I uh, suggest either setting a plate limit if you really cuz cuz it's most of the time you know you want to try a little bit of everything. So in this instance tracking can get a little bit trickier. Um but if you for instance say, "Hey, I'm going to have um, I'm going to have one appetizer plate with just vegetables or you know it might just be salads and then I'm gonna have one main plate with mostly lean protein and a little bit of extra and then once I've eaten that then I can allow myself one pastry or uh, one very carb heavy item. Um, I, I would certainly make sure that you are that you have consumed those first because that's going to fill you up as opposed to starting with the bread or any other very easily digestible carb, which is just just going to go right through you and then not necessarily blunt your hunger in the same way. So a breakfast, for instance, could look like an egg white omelet with a little bit of fruit or poached eggs um, and then one pastry um, that you really, really want to try. I usually try to remind myself also of what can I have at all times? <laughs> and what is really special about this place? So the white bread that's sitting there, is that really that special? Probably not. I can probably have white toast or bread or whatever, anywhere that I am. But that ice cream that they're like really famous for this particular place, and is a certain flavor that I can only get here and there. Um, I really want to mm, I'm really going to have one of that and enjoy it. So for example, I enjoyed an empanada in Cusco because even though they have empanadas here in Colombia also, it's still a very, it's a different kind. It was special for there. And um, yeah, so that would be a recommendation or when it comes to, you know, a dinner plate, as I said, going for um, maybe your first plate and then waiting 15 to 20 minutes for that food to settle a little bit, for the satiation to set in, and then going back for your second plate. Um, What I think is another good thing to remind ourselves of, especially over the holidays, is to make it about the social setting. Yes, we also travel and um, enjoy holidays for the sake of food, and food is amazing, Don't, don't get me wrong. I really, 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 really get so much joy out of food. But it should not just be about the food. It shouldn't be like, hey, we're going to go to this place and just binge on donuts. You know, it should be about the conversation that you have with the people there. It should be about the experience. And so when you're sitting at the dinner table with other people, try to ask more questions. And even if you have a family where you think, well, my family is boring. We don't really talk a lot. Try to be the most interesting person in the room and most of the time, actually the most uh the people that are considered good good conversation keepers are, are usually the ones that ask a lot of questions. So make it about them but then at the same time, you know, have something to respond and take Use that to take breaks between bites. Another strategy I have heard of, I don't really use that myself, but it just it it does help slowing down eating. And um, would be to eat with your non dominant hand. So for me, that would be my left hand, or to put the fork down between each one of your bites. Um, or like, yeah, you pick up some food, put it in your mouth. Obviously, put down the fork again. It just takes more time. So by stretching out the meal like that, we give our body the chance to, um, yeah, to feel satiated and f- just to feel calm, so that we don't necessarily think we need um more of it very quickly, as opposed to shoving it all in. Uh, I almost always um advice to avoid sauces and dressings as much as possible or asking for those on the side so that is something that I almost religiously do when I'm traveling um, a because I'm by now really not that much of a sauce person anymore I don't know if if that if I used to be different but it might have been just a practice from tracking and so on that has gotten me to that point um, but I like to have sauces on the side I think food tastes amazing in and of, of itself. I like to taste the food uh, itself. If you're a sauce person, still if you put the sauce on the side, you are much more in charge of how much it is because most people drown our f- drown foods in sauces since they're, you know, salty, creamy, fatty and often give that extra flavor kick. Um but they add up in calories so quickly. Same with dressing. So if you ask on the side, at least you are in charge of how much that is. And I personally tend to stir away from things that are very, very difficult to track just because there are almost always other things that are easier to track and that I enjoy just as, as much. So like a stir fry is going to be much harder to track than... A nice piece of steak or turkey and the sweet potato casserole and a little bit of um, green beans or Brussels sprouts or whatever. Like it's you can even just visualize that on your plate much easier in terms of quantities. And even if you're not tracking, um, I believe it's still a better way to make sure you're actually getting in your protein. Again, like I said, I like to, especially when it comes to buffets, consider like what's really worth it, what is special about this place. So like when I was in Cusco, I was very fortunate or in Peru in general, very fortunate that um they are so famous for a lot of their seafood and fish, which I love in general. I love ceviche and that's, you know, pretty much just pure protein, <laughs> but they are also famous for a lot of cuts of meat. I personally don't really eat... um. A lot of pork, or pork that maybe twice a year, if that. If it's my grandma's <laughs> pork roast. Apart from that, I just don't enjoy it as much. I did have some beef there. I had some lovely alpaca, actually, which was amazing. So you know, those things to me are worth it. To another person, it might be, um, it might be something completely different, and that's okay. But just consider, like, what can I have at all times? And what's really worth it in the moment? What am I gonna regret in an hour? And thinking like I could have just eaten something different and also when you pick something up especially if it's at a buffet yes there are people starving but you finishing your plate just for the sake of it is not going to help them either so feel free to leave stuff on your plate feel free to take stuff home with you I know the that you guys know that, but sometimes we just need that reminder, you don't have to finish the plate if you don't find it worth it, if you're not enjoying it that much, or if you're simply starting to get full. (laughs) Um, I do believe that some things are worth sacrificing or that we do need to make some sacrifices as i said it can almost never be a complete free for all um yeah we can shift some calories around in the week if you want to have a larger calorie day let's say it is New Year's Day or it is Christmas Day and you know you're going to want to have 3,000 calories probably. <laughs> so, you know, plan ahead for that and shift your day uh, around or shift your week around it, pulling some calories from other days if that is you. Again, I personally would feel really um, probably bloated after a, such a large day, but it might be a 2,500 cal- calorie day. Or I might not track it all, but still I want to have a good calorie buffer um nonetheless there have to be some sacrifices so you can't expect to have a huge breakfast a huge lunch a huge dinner and then snacking all along day long and um drinking al- alcohol as you please especially if it's a longer travel especially if there are multiple um holiday celebrations in a row i would always um consider you know do i want to have alcohol, al- alcohol or dessert or maybe just sharing a dessert um do i really need that extra cheesy bit um, of the pizza or the lasagna? And if the answer is yes, if you're a cheese lover, that's absolutely fine. But do I need the whole pizza or can I just have like one or two pieces and be happy with that? Um, I personally don't enjoy deep fried things that much. I'm, <laughs> I know I'm going to get a lot of backlash from that, but I'm not a chips or fries person, whatever. I choose the ice cream or chocolate cake over that, any single day. And <laughs> um, if you're on the other end of the spectrum, that's absolutely fine. But yeah, just consider what is worth it to you. Maybe you if you are going for the deep-fried stuff and the chips and so on, then you're gonna you're gonna choose to skip the dessert, which is just a nice way to balance things out. So yeah, we have to understand the more we want to indulge in one instance or veer off of our moderation, the more we will have to fast or feel hungry at other times. It's just the law. It's just, you know, your body doesn't forget. Your body remembers things. And I will say more about that in a second too. But just consider that you have to make some sacrifices somewhere. And um, again, I, I, if you have been following me for some time, you know how much I love um, enjoying a meal out or traveling and so on. But uh, essentially, we have to balance things out. What I wanted to say when it comes to the body remembering things also is please be very mindful if you are currently just coming out of a very steep cut or a cut in general, especially the longer um, and the harder it has been, the more your body is going to be inclined to want to put that weight back on. I'm not saying that to fearmonger or to to scare you but that is exactly why ideally we want to periodize our nutrition in a way that we finish our reverse diet well before a long trip or well before long temptations in fact um just recently our coach Tammy has finished an amazing weight loss phase and she went um, on a trip after that and got sick on the trip and throughout the whole time her hunger really wasn't that bad and now that she's recovered and I know she won't mind me sharing that but in the following week after her illness and on top of finishing um, we actually finished the reverse diet or not not quite but re- because of the sickness as well but um Essentially, her hunger skyrocketed. And she was so surprised about that also because she has gone through a reverse diet before. So please be mindful. This is the time where your body is most susceptible to weight gain. So when you have reached your weight loss goal, when you have reached your target weight, it is not finished, unfortunately. This is when most people will gain the weight back if they are not being careful. So still in a a reverse diet, still track accurately. And weigh things out accurately as much as you can. And then when you are at maintenance and have been at maintenance, you can noticeably feel your hunger cues going down. This is when we can start becoming relaxed. Ideally, this is when we travel, when we enjoy holidays, etc. Like with tracking, like with training, um, ownership when it comes to nutrition around travel and nutrition around the holidays uh, is everything, in my opinion. So making conscious decisions. If you, um, if 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 you really want to continue to lose weight throughout this time, you know you will have to make some more preparations for it. You will have to be a lot more disciplined. You'll probably have to have more explanations and. Um, and and I made an, and we have an episode on how to get better at saying no also. <laughs> so maybe you want to refer to that. Um, so if you want to see quicker results, you also need to do the according actions. We can't have it all, as I was saying before, but we can't have it all at the same time. So we can't celebrate travel expect to see super fast weight loss and extra gains in the in the gym and so on it has there has to be a periodization and intuitive eating throughout this time is going to be even more challenging because for most people anyway um because of the more highly palatable food because of the more sitting around because um we are human <laughs> and we get kind of peer pressured sometimes as well because there might be alcohol that you don't necessarily feel. So just be mindful of that, especially if you haven't practiced intuitive eating for too long. It can, it could work for maintenance, but certainly throughout this time, I would say it's not going to work for weight loss. So yes, planning, preparation, um will still be helpful if when it comes to to the holidays when it comes to travel so as I was saying, I travel with protein bars with supplements um or protein powders in this case, I actually didn't take any bars with me because. Um, I was anticipating some heat as well, and they're actually hard to get by here in Colombia and in Peru as well, at least good quality ones, good tasting ones. Um, but for the most part, I always say it's better to be prepared and to have it than not, and not to need it than to need it and not to have it. Um, enjoy in moderation, enjoy your vacation in moderation, enjoy your holidays in moderation, enjoy um, simply the periodization of of nutrition of training as well and how much that actually benefits us as opposed to always thinking i need to be in a super steep weight loss and there is such a beauty around maintenance. Um remember that food should enrich your life and then shouldn't but it shouldn't be the main event. So even if you're if it's your Christmas day, go for a walk, um ask people to play a board game with you. Slow down, have some great conversations, but stir things away from it just being food focused. That would be my wish for you for this upcoming holiday period. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have any topic recommendations or things you would like me to talk about, questions, etc., feel free to drop them in the comments or to reach out on social media. I always like to hear from you and have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life, or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.